The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are prepping for a race. Atticus practiced horse riding while Valentine watched and passed along advice. Eli failed to impress Lady Bollensong with his shooting, and Morgan negotiated for a ship and the Lady's Heart. Knowing she has tremendous skills but terrible luck, what will happen next? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Lizardman Letters. <laughs> Remember, it is always quite dangerous to owe someone a favor. Make sure you mean it. So one advantage, two failures, one triumph in attempting to charm uh, Lady Guinevere into... Believing both that you think she's got a better shot at winning and that you think she's charming, <laughs> neither of which is true. And according to these dice, is both true and not true in a weird Schrodinger's <laughs> cat of <laughs> Genesis nonsense. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's what happens with that. Um, she um, looks at you and uh, her expression doesn't change. But there's just something that shifts a bit in her eyes. Um, and uh, she says, you know, I do think you're actually quite a bit more dangerous than I thought, which isn't exactly a problem. And in fact, will probably serve you very, very well in Greybridge. However, it does mean that I do need to uh, somewhat rein in my hospitality. So Captain uh, Varn, it has been a, a, an interesting pleasure. Um <laughs> And as much as I would have liked this to perhaps go differently, it would seem it is going the correct way, as these things often do. You've expressed interest in purchasing one of my ships, and you may. However, it will be at quite a cost to you. I will have my people reach out to your uh, Clarence, who can hopefully manage your books better than he can manage my rifle. In the meantime, I will have to ask you to leave the estate. I have a lot of planning to do, and... Though I do enjoy frivolities, duty calls, and I can see that uh, you are not really here to benefit me, but yourselves, which I respect, but have no time for. Good day. Um, and she turns on her heel and... Morgan is good. Oh, man. Just try. That is completely fair, my lady, Una. But if I Guinevere, can give you... Please. Wow. Uh, take four points of strain. What? Strain? What? Social combat now, baby. Fuck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This lady's a fucking Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> right. She got crazy skills. <laughs> Wields the power of no. So rough. If you would like some pointers on shooting, I am a much better shot than my companion, but you can call on me again if you would need that. Hmm. Have a good day. Um, and she kind of like uh, shoots you a look over her shoulder and just says, perhaps. Um, and then just sort of like disappears back into the estate. And immediately there are just so many footmen who just uh, materialize yep, out of nowhere to fine. just take us away sure from this you, place. And they keep <laughs> Eli far away from that maze. There's no maze touchery this time. Um, oh, no. You are uh, escorted squarely out, uh, and immediately upon uh, exiting, you get a ping on your your microbead. <laughs> um, but it's, I look around and make sure no one's watching. But... Yeah, you're just on the street now, right, and it's, you're uh, in the vaguely countryside. 
<laughs> yes, hello. This is Captain Rolls Vaughn. Uh, Captain, hi. It's it's uh, Hugh Smiggleton, uh, your clerk. Um, what just happened? A lot of things. We will be back shortly, Hugh. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just saying the word is spreading very, very quickly. Um, we'll see you soon. Um, and he clicks off. <laughs> the deep hatred. The deep hatred of this place. We have to. We have to get back to the actual ship. <laughs> have a meltdown. It's not even a real gun. It's fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, and with that, you, uh, the, the two of you, get in your uh, your Hugh Lent uh, robo carriage and are uh, driven back to. The estate. So, um, it sounds like you all want to regroup on on the ship. Um, this has been it for kind of early preparations. Um, you will have time to dress up the estate uh, rather soon, um, but the uh, the party planner will be by shortly. So, essentially, you have time to recoup after this. But the the time for planning and 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 tomfoolery has come to an end uh, and now now begins the the time for action and dancing. So um, you arrive back at the Marnie's song. Um, you can see that the uh, work on the estate is already underway. Power has been restored um, and it is, uh, it is slowly powering up. Uh, also, I because I assume you would have got ahead with this, um, there are some uh, very, uh, very legitimate electricians uh, who are also here that aren't, don't seem to be with the uh, Void Stain outfit. Um, that are uh, just politely preparing some things, but are very clearly like the ne'er do wells that um, uh, Morgan you you hired through Farley. Then mm -hmm. um, they're just kind of like getting ready with they're they're setting up something stupid like a fucking radar dish or some nonsense. It's very <laughs> clearly not what they're here to do. Um, but uh, yes, the the estate is 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 in full swing of of busyness as as people swarm around it like little little ants uh, doing their doing their jobs. Um, but uh, all of you uh, meet back up on the ship. All right, so Atticus turns out to be more competent riding a horse than any of us had anticipated, which bodes well for the race. We have an excellent war horse. How did your journeys pursue? I couldn't quite hear any of it. I was out with the, the our new horseman, he says proudly of Atticus, so like <laughs> slaps him on the back. Damn, Atticus straightening up. Congratulations. I'm glad that went well. Things did not go well on our end. The reason people liked me before is because I asked nothing of them and I let them talk a lot. You cannot do that when you need things from people. We got the ship, but we did not make any friends. Well, some success and some failure. Just... More success next time. You've learned that this approach doesn't work? Do better. Also, you're going to have to learn how to approach people. I doubt the wealthy will all line up to talk to you and then reveal any of their secrets. You, you need to adjust your charm. They say here that Balin's song is kind and generous. I'm thinking those are relative terms on this place. Yes, she's the kindest and most generous of the incredibly wealthy aristocrats on the evil planet. How did it go with, uh, you know ingratiating yourself towards her. That did not work. She seemed, honestly, more interested in Eli than me until he could not shoot a gun for some reason. It was a shit gun. I see. All right, Atticus, everything looks like it's coming up <laughs> Van Houten in the short term. But at the same time, don't give up, Morgan. Failure does not mean that one abandons things. It means you adjust your plans and move forward. You have charms. You know you do. It seems like your anger at me in this situation may be bleeding into your work. You need to let that go. You are capable. You are insidious. You crawl through vents. Find the vents in her mind and in her heart and climb through them. The deepest breaths. <laughs> Thank you, Inquisitor. I will endeavor to do more. Excellent. Now, Hugh mentioned there was something going on. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go outside and find out what the fuck's happening with Hugh. Yeah. So it's just that the the uh, word of this encounter between um, uh, Captain Varn and um, uh, Guinevere has immediately spread through the Whisper Network. Like, it's just people are already talking about the tremendous embarrassment of the, the, the shooting and of um, oh. uh, the... 
the the height and the immediate height and fall of of earning an Una and then being bumped back to a Guinevere, <laughs> like that shit is like you you can't quite hear Lizzo Lizardman typing, but like you can think it. <laughs> it's just like the like people are are thrilled and word has spread very quickly. It also suggests exactly how leaky this whole place mm. is. Um, you also have an offer um, for a ship. It is um, an older model and is certainly not. Like all all of the ball and song stuff is super high end and restored, but this one feels like kind of like a half finished job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also think of it as like a a stripped down muscle car that isn't quite quite there, but is still good. As long um, as we have a ship, that's all that it will clear out your available funds. So basically, it's you will still have the Van Houten funds, but in terms of like the Varn cover funds, this will completely wipe you out. All right. We got. We, there's no other options. We can't drive the ship with all our friends on it in this race. It's not going to happen. So, I'll have to find another way to get money. Great. Um, all right. So Hugh, looking like p- professionally non-aghast, but like behind his eyes, you can see just like a a Muppet level of terror at <laughs> this much money being spent on anything. Um, Hugh, for people in my line of work, money comes and money goes. Fortunes change in an instant. Uh, of course, Captain. I, I fully understand. So wipe that look off your face. <laughs> <laughs> he, still looking completely neutral, <laughs> says, of course, of course. Looks down, looks back up, still looking completely neutral. Thank you. And thank you for doing all of the books. Of, 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 of course, Captain. It, it, it's my pleasure. Very happy to be serving House Van Houten and uh, also uh, the esteemed rogue trader. You're looking at me, Laura, like you got something to say. No, it's just Laura's thinking. It's nothing that Eli's thinking. <laughs> it's okay. All right. It'll bleed enough. into Eli's thoughts eventually, maybe. <laughs> Great. I look forward to it. <clears throat> All right. So um, you've secured your, your vessels. Yeah. Um, the next big thing is, again, just what style of – you'd mentioned that you want to make the, the estate and the property kind of like an exciting, dangerous space. Uh, what are you kind of thinking of there, Ryan? Okay, Valentine has had some time to to adjust the thoughts and figure out what's going on because he needs to make it different than anything else that's happened. And he would fish for ideas and probably get them from the crew. He'd find out about that maze book, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his idea would be to turn the entire property into a gigantic maze mm. so that people would actually have to find their way through to the house proper where the original <laughs> yes. part of the party would take place, find their way through to different areas where, oh, there's going to be abandoned dancing over here. Oh, there's going to be this. And then towards the back of the property would be where they would build kind of a miniature arena for people to be able to compete in with the house at the center. And then they can essentially rig the deck in a couple of sliding walls within the maze where they're like, oh, Trinimus came in and we don't want to deal with Trinimus. We close off these two entrances. Trinimus is going to be in this part of the maze and we can rig it. Yeah, so (laughs) other people will come back to the house and then we can kind of like, as the people overseeing the maze, also just go drop people to go talk to somebody or something. So it makes the entire property a game and Mm. everything within it a game because clearly politically there's a bunch of shit going on so the best thing we can offer is a a full range of entertainment that will probably also make eli happy because it's going to be more defensible than just like walking around but oh yeah um but it's it's literally just to be like oh we're going to turn this property into an amusement park okay um so here's a weird question do you want to just go ahead and do that or do you want to see if you're able to win over the party planner first like is this either way you want this or is this just the pitch for this is what we'd set up this is the pitch but they also need to seem committed so he would start the work on this knowing that the person would come in and then if they shoot it down they can kind of scale back rather than finishing production if they don't want to keep moving forwards but it means they've got to refinish the house and make it a cool place for people to visit anyways Mm. and there's something impressive about sending a valet out and having them walk you through this maze of delights to (laughs) arrive at a house to have a conversation because it just needs to be something people are talking about is what he thinks unless there's any objection from the team to this overall sounds great no that sounds awesome hell no okay we're doing that (laughs) all right sounds good supporting the fable and folly network here's another show we know you'll love i got this really strange email last night i need to see what's going on with this mystery file hey it's a map of a town called ocean bay 
Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us. Uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. To get that underway, um, Hugh is kind of taken aback by this plan, but is is into it because he has to be as professionally. He sure does. Um, why? Why is Hugh taken aback by this plan? That's just like no one does this. This is uh, audacity. Well, it's just like it's outrageous. Well, like as you said earlier, like what would you do with a sitting? Like where's the sitting room? It's just like the the idea that I can't serve a plate of like cucumber sandwiches to someone without having to turn three corners is like I. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean you could have rounded rooms? No, they have to have corners. Damn it! Like it's just uh, this place is very. Despite all the games that that occur here, it is very much like a fairly. There's a lot of variety within a very narrow margin. So just mm-hmm. this this whole concept is is so foreign. And again, to Hugh, this is like a permanent. Like this is just going to be like Francois Van Houten's house forever. <laughs> so it really is like a wow. This is this is a bad idea. This is like a this is a dumb way to build your house. But like you know, again, it's not his his place to say. Yes, no, Hugh. This is just this season's idea. Oh, oh, and that he is very into. Like, okay, yes, burning a fuck ton of money to flip your house for a season. Sure. Um, <laughs> just like all it, his internal monologue is just like, but if you if you had to get up to use the washroom in the middle of the night and it was a maze. Oh dear. Well, that's why, like, the top floor of the house where the Lord lives doesn't have to be a maze. We'll teach the staff the interior. Yeah. Just all outside areas are people have to earn the right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I get? Um, I'm so sorry, Dell. I feel like I just keep throwing all the, the dice rolls to you, but you hired them. So um, I need a skull duggery from the My uh, sneaky crew. From the sneaky crew. All right. What's the difficulty? Um, I'm going to say difficulty of one on this. Honestly, they're like they know what to look for. They're they have kind of the, even though the place is a mess, they don't suffer from the same problem that everyone else did, which is like, there is no clear lamp to hide a bug in. They're like, oh yeah, this floorboard, that is a specific kind of floorboard. So all right, go right. do one. Um, and in terms of, uh, you can have one boost from the advantage from your previous failure. Uh, and I think that's probably it, unless you want to make a case for like, Helping them, but I feel like it wouldn't benefit any of you to be seen helping the ne'er do wells doing their installation. No, that's oh, fine. Yeah, they're Atticus my can't. they're my people. Got to yep. keep the rest of the people away from them. All right, using all of my energy <laughs> to talk to the ne'er do wells <laughs> as coming off of the situation. Three successes, two advantages. 
Hell yeah. All right. So they're able to debug um, basically like the Lord's chamber floor. So now if you want to like talk in the house, you can, you have that nice. sort of upper floor that's just like <laughs> by logic, the fourth floor, because it can't be any higher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. Um, so yeah, you now have like a, basically like a hard box. It's just like, it's safe. It's Great. secure. Um, they also don't add anything. They're literally just taking things out. Um, cause being narrative wells, they're also like, well, you don't want us to install anything. Cause then you won't be sure. So we just took some shit out. Here's the bag. There's just like a bunch of bugs and like, all right. Um, <laughs> also we installed that dish you wanted wink. Um, and then they, uh, they, they go on their way with, uh, a bunch of money from the, uh, Van Houten, uh, estate because womp womp. Mm-hmm. No money for Morgans. Um, <laughs> but, a fancy ship, though. Yeah, you have a fancy ship, which is nice. Um, cool. Okay, so that's been done. Um, you kind of have a night to rest. Uh, the party planner will be coming. That said, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that strain does not recover in these particular instances because we are in a long, drawn-out social sphere combat, and the shame of that strain is more... Like, it's not like Morgan's sitting at home being like, oh, I'm really tired from talking to that person. It's reputational damage. It's reputational damage. That's right. right. Uh, so it can be recovered, mm-hmm. but not through sleep. Um, uh, a Valentine would before Morgan goes to bed because he he's still trying to figure things out. And he would just approach be like, Morgan, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. So I will be asking you questions occasionally. And it would be a service to both yourself and me if you were honest. Do you believe in good and evil? I I don't I believe in the warp being evil and demons and things that threaten humanity as being evil and fighting that I it could be good but I suppose not particularly. All right. Will that be all, Inquisitor? Good night. Uh, and then he goes to, to his chamber. All right. That's fine. Whatever. Um, Atticus and Eli, is there anything you would do um, before turning in? Um, what's Eli doing? Because Atticus would just be hanging out with him again. Um, this place is too fucking big. He will. He would like only be alone to like go to sleep in his massive bedroom. Just a quick check on Father Marcellus and the security folks, just to make sure that they're being trained up properly and oh, quickly. Yeah, Father Marcellus <laughs> uh, doesn't truck nonsense, so he is being very harsh Excellent. with these, these folks. Um, admittedly, but uh, not too harsh. No, I mean they're they're also trained professionals. Like yeah, they're, okay. um, they're, they, I mean, for him, it's it's mostly like they lack discipline because they're ne'er do wells. Yeah. Um, but that also means they're generally better at better at it. Um, yeah. Than than otherwise. Um, when you come in, he just like like slides a like a bag full of cutlery across the table to you. He's like, right. So this is what they've all stolen so far. But it's as you can see, not anything particularly of interest or value to the Inquisition. So I imagine it's not really a problem for us. No. If it keeps them happy, go for it. I don't care about cutlery. Great. I mean, I have broken a few fingers just to send the message, but... Uh, good. Good. I think I'm keeping this fork. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> puts a fork in his desk. He's like, needed one of these. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, security detail is is coming together. Perfect. Would Atticus be following Eli around like a sad lost puppy during this? Uh Internally, sad lost puppy. Externally, chin high, you know, mm-hmm. hands behind his back, surveying his people and his 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 gains. Right. <laughs> his property. Yeah. Um, so I think on that note, there's an interesting thing that happens to you, Atticus, in that um, it's incredibly strange to have this many people working purely for your benefit. Um, it's not like having soldiers under you who are like following orders for a greater purpose. It's literally like for the benefit of one person, all of these people are doing things just to benefit that one person. Um, and obviously like earning money for it, but like, it's strange. On the other hand, you love when people do their jobs and everyone here is just really fucking doing their jobs. So there's, I think a comfort to that. That's well, yeah, I mean, this is a sick world that is, uh, uh, he initially thought was like beyond redemption Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the emperor but 
Um, clearly, they're working hard for him. Mm-hmm. Not aware that he is working hard for the emperor. <laughs> and so there may be redemption. Uh, uh, it may be possible for redemption mm-hmm. for the people of this world and things like that. Not that he has designs to be like, we're going to change the whole fucking game here, gang. <laughs> uh, but he's got to rationalize it that way to keep from like crushing. <laughs> crushing skulls. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So uh, with that, you go back to your giant bed. Um, and what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> and fall asleep. So uh, the next day, the party planner is, uh, is set to arrive any minute. Um, Valentine, what have you set up? Valentine would have, in partnership with Eli, who's fascinated by mazes, and Gideon Kotov, mm-hmm. uh, who is unpredictable and good at math, both of which are useful, uh, would essentially have drawn a mock-up of the property and created a 3D representation like map of what would be happening, where the events would be taking place, making this kind of flashy little display. So he's not just telling them what the property will look like. They can simultaneously look at the construction that's begun and get this idea and be able to physically see where everything would be to make things fun and kind of set up a whole little presentation. Okay. Uh, can I get a streetwise check for that? Heck yeah. What's my difficulty? Uh, let's go with three. One for each D you mentioned. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a boost for Eli. Okay. Um, yeah. Boost for Kotov. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it from the boost boost department. Um, and I don't really see any any need for setbacks here because it, it's just like you guys sitting alone in a room being like, how how build maze? Uh, you know what? No, I'll give you one for the time. It's just fast. Okay. Just to yeah. Together very very that's quickly. Fair. Yeah. All righty. Let's see what happens. Whew, five successes, one advantage. God damn. Yes. And that was a very even roll, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, you're having you're having opposite Eli shooting. Um mm. so I mean with that roll, it sounds like you just built it. Like the house is just a maze. Like it's just like, hey, look, it's like this. So that, yeah, this. Um no, you've got a great maquette. Um, like honestly, Kotov is very good at this shit. Um, <laughs> and Eli, I think like you hate Kotov, but Mm-hmm. you're also I think so blunt about what you want and don't want that weirdly like someone who is excellent at execution can just follow that where it's there's no yeah. like you know dithering around with the client the client is being very clear he's also like correcting Kotov on like it's not supposed to be difficult for us it's for people who don't know the house like <laughs> and Kotov's like oh I mean uh, it's a worse maze but all right <laughs> like moves some walls around yes <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite impressive. Um, and it's, it's well set up. Um, there was an expectation that, um, uh, Francis Van Houten will have to like present this himself Mm -hmm. as, as the head of the house. What prep would you have done with Atticus? Atticus, I think it's walking through the maquette and the grounds so that he can see like, okay, this is where the fireworks display is going to be. This is where the band and the other. So he can almost walk them around the the property. And then we will do the maquette will kind of travel with us on one of Kotov's servitors and we'll reveal it portion by portion of the whole property. So we'll set him up so that he's got all the showmanship around him and he's just kind of got to talk. And Wait, then, what's that term you're using? Maquette? Maquette. It's um, I'm not like, familiar. Yeah, so in uh, I mostly know it from stage uh, theater design, where it's just like if you're building a small scale version of the set, yeah, it's called a maquette. Oh, um, okay. So you can think of it as basically just any time you build a small scale version of a large scale. Gotcha. Okay. Thing. Mm-hmm. There's a whole video game about it, which means it doesn't just exist in theater. So, ha ha! I was worried. I was too far. <laughs> but the 3D map own, of the grounds functionally, yeah. Yeah, and then okay. we can reveal cool. them. So I think the thing would be. Letting Atticus run through it two or three times, having Valentine practice being the valet revealing things, and then letting Morgan and Eli go through as like fake versions of the presenter in the morning, uh, specifically because Eli will be the world's worst version of anything. Mm -hmm. Valentine wouldn't have to coach Eli on how to be a terrible person attending. Like Eli is bored, doesn't want to be here, hates probably Atticus, hates that we're doing this. Perfect. That's the negative vibe. He would probably coach Morgan through, like, do this personality this time, this yep, personality. Yep, yep. So that Atticus can try it out with, like, a hostile audience, with somebody who's excited, with somebody he'll really have to lean on just to get the feel for 
what's happening because yeah. now that he's learned Atticus does very well when prepared, mm-hmm. he's realizing dry runs are more important for Atticus than they are for necessarily like Morgan or someone else. Okay, so from a check perspective, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean we could call this uh, if we're looking at it from the Valentine side, we could call it a streetwise, which is just his gut feelings on how Atticus will learn the most. Or do you well, want this to be is I, I'm role? thinking specifically from the uh, from the walkthroughs, like what we what we get from Morgan's walkthrough and from from Eli's walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So Eli, um, hmm, what is your what is your vigilance? score um i've got three willpower and i have one rank in vigilance okay um so atticus let's get a roll um for honestly i think i'm gonna go with cool uh which is just how well can you maintain (laughs) your head about this because you're not really like negotiating it could be leadership i suppose so i'd say cool or leadership but fundamentally it's just like, I have to walk them through this thing and talk them through this thing. How am I going to do that? That's the same. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. It's two greens. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, so based on uh, the vigilance score, I'm going to say three difficulty for Eli. Um, actually, no, we should make it four because you had four. So one red, three purple for Eli's vigilance. Uh, one red, two purple. Oh, I'm sorry. That's much easier. Great. So go with that. Uh, one red, two purple. Um you get a boost from Valentine helping. You get a boost from actually having the really well-designed uh, maquette to gesture to. Um, I think that's it. I was going to say, can we add a boost for Morgan's performance flexibility and perhaps helping steer him a little bit versus well, Eli's Mor- negativity? Morgan's going to do a separate walk through. Oh, okay, cool. So Got we're going to see how that both of these, these play out um, with different things and see where they go. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's that it. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I thought yep. we were doing a combined okay. more sense. And is this for me to learn, or is this me? This is just like the product of this is this is your like basically. I just want to see what the result is, and, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of how it played out. But okay. basically, this is like for this dry run of walking Eli through the grounds. Um, how did it go, basically? Okay. Um, and uh, Laura, if you can give us just a snippet of like what Eli is like on this walk, um, as as Atticus is like showing you the grounds and showing you um, the the possibility of the maze. What kind of uh, things is Eli saying and asking? Uh, well, this is a maze you built. Why are you here? Atticus, um, <laughs> uh, we'll say uh, um, uh, in his preparation of learning of the Van Houten lineage, mm-hmm. he has basically prepared a speech where this house this house's downfall with sort of each generation uh, uh, declining and failing, they represent a different dead end of the maze. Mm. But he has found the path to greatness and that is at the center of the maze. Fuck and so yeah. he is basically regaling Eli, whatever his interest level may be, with the life and death of various Van Houtens that he is basically just memorized as like these audio logs and reading mm-hmm. uh, that all was sent to him by uh, Truseus. Yep. Um, and so he's basically incorporated it into the layout of the maze as Great. it was relayed to him by Valentine Love and it. things like that. Uh, and so then, yeah, we arrive at the maze center and 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 he says, uh, um, uh, so yeah, after going through all the dead ends, he, he, we arrive at the center and he says, and here we are at the center of the maze where I am home, where I belong. All right, so I'm a fancy, well-to-do person uh, who doesn't really much care about you uh, except for what you have to offer. So what do you have to offer me? Right, well then fireworks would go off. <laughs> Throw all the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you can take a one further bonus for for oh, the the okay. well reasoned, well reasoned story. <laughs> I love that. Okay, it came up blank. Uh, two successes and two threat. Okay, mm. um, so uh, this goes off extraordinarily well. Um, all things considered, the story you've constructed works really well. 
Um, Eli uh, Eli is is so frustrated with the planet that he continues to take non sequiturs where he's just telling you how much he hates the person that he is pretending to be. Yep. Um, which uh, we'll say is a a setback to your Morgan run, which is like it's getting in your head that you're doing a bad job and it actually has nothing to do with you. It's just Eli like <laughs> oh, no. sounding off <laughs> on like fucking hating this planet and everyone on it. Um, but, I hate this planet. I hate these people. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Can't I, wait to write poetry together. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd say overall, um, it's it's about as, as good a run as you could get um, right. from that. Um, let's see how the Morgan run goes. Okay. So, um, Valentine, what was the, refresh my memory, what's the purpose of the Morgan run or the focus of the Morgan the, run? The Morgan run. So Eli was always going to be the most hostile person. Morgan was to try out what it would be depending on varying levels of like interest, which is Morgan can portray an aristocrat who's just kind of bored, but might be won over. Hmm. And then, you know, if Morgan goes through it two or three times by the end, it's like, okay, just give him an easy one on the end. So he's sure, confident sure, sure. to go through oh. because Morgan can do that yes. in a way that Eli cannot. Okay. What? So Morgan, what is your uh, deception? My deception is uh, three green, one yellow. Okay. Um, so let's spin up another role uh, for you, Atticus. Um, because Morgan is varying what she's doing purposefully to make this easier and harder on you, I think we're going to say one red, one purple as the difficulty. Okay. Um, you get a boost for the story. Um, you get a setback for Eli's attitude. Uh, you get a boost for having the good model. Um, and uh, can we get just get a snippet of Morgan, what, what the walkthrough sounds like from you? Yeah, she would have done the board one. She would have done, I think, judging from the people who are around, really flighty, not paying attention version where she mm. would just kind of talk over him and that kind of stuff. But then at the end, it would it would just be <laughs> like how she sometimes talks to Eli when when they're very drunk. But she'd do the like... Oh, yes, this is a, such a lovely place, and you are so strong and handsome. I I would love to hear more about you in this place. Please, please regale me with all of the information in this place. Yes. It's probably the most upsetting one for Atticus, where it's like, <laughs> just knowing, knowing that this is all, like, pretend. He's like, all right, all right. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'll fucking great. get it. <laughs> He's slowly becoming every minimum wage employee who's had to pretend to answer the phone with a customer with a manager across from him. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Still slowly getting the, uh, hey, this is my customer service voice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sell me this pen. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, go ahead and roll, please, Tyler. A right. uh, little bit of everything. One success, one advantage, one um, big failure. What is that again? Despair. Despair. <laughs> Thank you. Despair. <laughs> Um, but sorry, you did have a success. I had a success. Interesting. And an yeah. Okay. Fuck. Um, all right. So uh, this this walkthrough goes. Um, the various walkthroughs go well. I think we'll say the like you like Morgan. You're actually very impressed by it. Like it, it went like much better than you expected. Yeah. Um, I think we'll say the despair is that uh, Atticus. You've just realized how easily Morgan can turn on and off. <laughs> personality and as someone who prefers like literal straight shooters i'll never trust her again that's it yeah <laughs> no. for the rest of yeah this that's is fine. this is a problem yeah. um uh so we'll we'll chalk that up for the despair um but uh overall despite being disillusioned like you're you're feeling uh feeling pretty good um and so the uh the the party planner uh arrives um uh this guy is like if uh kamal nanjiani had to wear the like Hunger Games, uh, Stanley Tucci outfit. So there's just a lot of like curly, um, like, uh, you know, curled collar and like big cuffs. And he's got like bells on his boots. And it's just very much like, uh, I'm here to, to be a huge pompadour hair. And, uh, he rolls up in a carriage drawn by two actual horses. Um, and, uh, just, uh, steps out, um, with a, um, with a sort of a, a broad grin, um, and uh, says, hello, everyone. Hello, it is I, Vernalius Venomblight, and I am here to hear what kind of party you think you can throw. Um, and he looks around at the state of the estate and just goes, 
Oh, my. Well, I certainly hope you're not planning a camping expedition for us. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, you know, sycophants behind him who who titter, as well as um, one servitor that just kind of, like, chuckles in binary and has clearly been programmed to, like, <laughs> be his traveling laugh track. Um <laughs> And uh, he says, well, 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 all right, um, uh, who, which which one of you is the Van Houten who's who's back from away? Uh, Valentine will step forward and bow so low it is disturbing. His forehead almost touches the ground in his ballet uniform. He's got excellent fulcrum. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. People don't realize how strong that core is. And he just says, Master Venomblight. It is my honor to present to you Lord Francois Van Houten. Uh, and he just gestures with a hand, keeping his forehead almost pressed to the floor towards Francois. Wonderful. And he literally, like, takes his hand and just pushes you over uh, yep, as he moves past. Valentine will um, take, a, take a dive. Yep. He'll uh, make him look so fucking strong. Like, Valentine will fucking fall so hard. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, uh, that, that irks Atticus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then this guy walks up in front of you um, and looks you you up and down and like at your outfit and the the, the state of your outfit. Um, and uh, they're just they're, has a little like <laughs> um, before bowing, not very low um, and saying, well, 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 Francois Van Houten, it's so good of you to return. Uh, surely you're not going to present your family like this, are you? It's a work in progress. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I was hoping you'd be able to help with that. Hmm. We shall see. Well, let's see what we've got. And he like claps and the, the sycophants and the, the servitor just kind of like roll over. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, then, what are we to do? Uh, and Atticus, uh, uh, is this something that Francois would, would do personally? I think I think he would uh, snap his fingers at um, at Robute, 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 yeah, Robute, yeah, uh, and and say uh, Robute with me. Yep, Robute. Like, and the moment he was down, Valentine was up immediately, dusted off. He's got the servitor with the model with him. Like, they are just following you. Yeah, as though like you're so wealthy, you don't need a servo skull. You have a servo man who wow. just <laughs> appears the perfectly whole, to always the be whole what you body. Need. Yeah, you got <laughs> Not it just all. The, head. the brain's still in there, and he's <laughs> just you pay him so much, he acts like a fucking idiot. <laughs> So yeah, he'll just be right, right beside you with the, the model, everything ready. Uh, and Atticus kind of just talking about his family history, um, his family history, mm. big air quotes around that. Um, but gesturing to the various dead ends of the maze again, the dead ends of his ancestors, uh, and that the the true path of the maze is the the arc of his life up to this point, uh, and that he is seeking greatness for his family once again, and he's come he's come home to seize it. All right, uh, let's get uh, deception. Um, I'm going to say difficulty of three. I know your dice are bad for this, so I'm going to upgrade one to a yellow based on your successful test runs. Oh, okay. Um, in terms of boost, um, again, you get one for the model. Um I don't think you get one for Valentine this time because he can't help you because given the, the the clear Venom Blight's clear choice of I don't care about servants, it's just all on you. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to give you one setback for um, trying to do all of this through the absolute like rage you feel towards this man for pushing over your Inquisitor. Yep. I think that's like a hard fucking thing for Atticus to, to ignore. Mm hmm. Um, having not been trained to ignore such things. Uh, anyone want to make a case for anything else here? Can, can there be a boost for our training on the ship of training Atticus how to behave in those situations and lying? Because sure. she was trying to teach yeah, him how to Atticus do that. Yeah, the boost. Yep, I'll take that. Uh, could we have a boost for the tremendous amount of money available through the accounts? They know we can actually build this property. So this model is not a question of can we deliver? The orders have been made. The people have been paid. Construction can be done on time. Yeah, all right. I'll buy that. Yep, cool. All right. I'm ready to roll. Um, I'm going to spend a story point and upgrade it. Let's make this interesting. All right. And now, lo and behold, two and three. You did it. The you universe is right again. <laughs> Balanced. All right. It's all you. All right. It's all advantages. Four advantages. 
And uh, <laughs> Vernelius Venom Blight, you get to the center and say, this is my home, uh, simply sniffs and says, well, I'm so glad that the Van Houtens have found a home. Well, this is certainly no place for a party. And on that, he turns on his heel and leaves. Atticus says, oh, you're done. Sorry. No, no, you, you, you. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was going to be much more seen of, or, or attempted more seen of just like, oi. That sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Atticus says, uh, oi. And he, he, he stops and says, oi. Yeah, I'm talking to you. My name is Vanilius Venomblight. Who is oi? Well, the name Vermilius Venomblight comes with a reputation of turning, uh, let's say, uh, clay, unremarkable, into something beautiful, a sculpture. Oi? Well, I've given you an interesting challenge, and you're treating it like a boring chore. Can you roll me, <laughs> I think this is honestly coercion? Um, yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that felt like a threat. I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know felt- if Atticus, when trying to be classic, can do anything but threat. Well, nope. but I, I'd also say, weirdly, this is, honestly, this is like a social combat oh, threat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. so let's go coercion. Um, difficulty three. Um, and sorry, that's one one red, two purple uh, for, for Vernilius. If it's going coercion, can we, could we add um, a boost for Atticus for Eli? They're just being like, if this guy's already feeling threatened, Eli is an imposing figure. This is so... Or is it uh, not? Is this social? Is he this... is. He's socially threatened okay. by this. It's weird because there's like, knowing who That's Atticus is, there's like a physical violence threat here. But honestly, the, the thing that cuts him the most, I think, mm. is literally like the way you framed it of, I don't think you're good enough for this. Right. Okay. Which is yeah. like... It's yeah. also interesting because technically Eli is now Team Morgan, not yeah. Team yeah. Atticus. Like we've split the party in yeah. a sense too. But yeah, yeah, this one's a fascinating one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I will give you a, a boost for honestly. Like it's funny; it's almost the inverse of the etiquette thing because you're so far outside the society. Like no one would ever directly say this to him, which also puts him at a disadvantage because he just isn't equipped. I was equipped. hoping, yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is just a very this bumpkin, uh, very like, odd thing. <laughs> Surprise um, him. I will give you a setback for the fact that there's an audience. If it was just him, this might be easier, but he's also got his sycophants and the robot behind him. So he's got to like present for them. Um, and I will give one further boost for... The fact that the maze is a legitimately interesting thing that you're presenting to him. You're not like, we'll put up some flowers. And he's like, fuck this. You're like, but wouldn't it be cool? It's like, no, it's anyone would do this. This is legitimately something different. Okay. I would like to use a story point because Atticus is aware that, you know, this isn't working and he's trying a bit of a gambit here. So he's pushing. Yep. Okay. One and four. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good to roll. Let's do it. Two successes. Um, and he, just like shaking with rage, <laughs> reaches up and takes his hair off and like what? throws it on the ground and just storms up to you and like finger in your face um, just says, you dare to challenge my ability to turn clay into something beautiful and awesome? Well, I'll make you a maze. I'll make you the best fucking maze party in the world. And if and when it fails, oh, the Van Helton shall be dragged. They shall be dragged through all the papers. We won't even need Lizzo Lizardman. Everyone will say, ooh, what a shitty party from a shitty family. Or if they succeed, it will be because of me. But either way, you've got yourself a party, sir. I say you good day. And then he like gestures to people to pick up the wig. They put it back on him and he, he turns and says, and I will tell um, uh, his majesty that the, the first, uh, that the, um, well, you'll need some time. Ugh. So fine, you you may have uh, fall. The fall party will be here. Atticus nods, not wanting to say anything to jeopardize <laughs> the result we've gotten. So it's just a curt nod, and he just says, "Oi to you then." Um, and he turns and, and storms back out. Uh, and the um, like the two sycophants turn and, and follow. Uh, and the servitor like <laughs> lingers for a second, like staring at you, and it can't nod. But you feel like it, if it could give you a knowing <laughs> nod, it would. Um, and then it turns and wheels out. Ha 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 ha! It's like a binary laugh. Um, uh, and then it it uh, it turns and, and wheels out. 
Uh, and uh, immediately uh, you you get a ping from Hugh uh, across all of your uh, <laughs> microbeads that just says, holy shit. Yep. And Valentine <laughs> turns to Morgan and says, see, anything's possible. <laughs> This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Edgar said to the interviewer he was convinced that the thing out there was in a vault. Yeah, at all. I know what he thought. Dr. Edgar's didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I know what he, he thought. thought. It was designed to keep something in. Do you even understand the difficulty trying to keep a base like Fathom at the bottom of the ocean from killing everyone in it on a daily basis? Oh my god. Everyone hold on to something. I think whatever is on the other side of that door out there, it's not friendly. I think it's trying to get out. That, my friend, is a dire combination. That's a bad sign. Get out of the door! It's spreading like some kind of technological contagion. We can either stop it here or watch the world burn. Fathom, the first season of Derelict. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or learn more at derelictpodcast.com.